the Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 15 Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Chris Raybon. And on today's show, we're going to run through our top five fantasy players at each skill position, discuss players we're high and low on this week, and we'll throw out some player props as well. Here to break it down with me, as always, one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Yeah, I mean, week 14 was just absolute carnage. It feels like everybody's questionable right now, so I can't wait to dive into this. Yeah, I'm, I'm questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm questionable with that. Uh, unfinished projections and all types of it's i mean what a week man <laughs> we got we're going back to projecting 32 teams it's just a lot yep. going on. but uh glad we got to see that uh we got to go to the oh. baker mayfield baker bait game uh, hell yeah uh, um I, i'm probably retired from kyron williams props for the rest <laughs> of the season i would not be shocked if he clears 30 receiving yards the rest of the way um unless you know McVay wants to keep using malcolm brown back there um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna hang up the cleats on that prop. Yeah, that was, unfortunately. Yeah, you're tilted. Um, yeah. uh, you actually speaking of props, uh, you uh, I went zero and two. I went two and zero on you as the book last week again, and you went one and one. So I'm building my weed on the show. Mm. I'm, Damn uh, it! Let's see what am I? I am up to. So I am fifteen and thirteen as the book. You are mm. no, no. I'm eighteen and nine as the book. Sorry. <laughs> oh and you're and you're uh 15 and 13 so you guys about gotcha yeah got some catching up to do yes sir yeah let's jump into uh the quarterback position for week 15 we have nobody on by so who, who's your top five <laughs> uh pretty straightforward top five i got josh allen patrick mahomes jalen hurts justin herbert and joe burrow yeah, I like that. I have the, the same guys, a little different order. I got Hurts, Allen, Mahomes, three, uh-huh. Burrow, four, Herbert, five. So Hurts, number one, if I understand oh, yeah. correctly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chicago's defense is literally yeah. the worst defense in the league. So yeah. <laughs> I have him about 0.9 above Allen and about and it's about the same above Mahomes. Those those two are pretty t- uh, pretty close. But, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't think I'm going to knock him out of one. I have him about – 247 passing yards, 51 rushing yards, uh, about 1.4 passing touchdowns, and 0.7 rushing. So about 2.1 total touchdowns. Uh, yeah, can't, I'm not going to argue against Jalen Hurts, number one, but it does seem like they, they want to limit his rushing. Uh, you know, they're they're running away uh, with the NFC, so wouldn't be surprised if we see him with uh, more games with, you know, less than 10 carries. Last week he only had seven, week before only five. Uh, so that's the only reason he's not number one for me right now. Yeah. I mean, I just, that's Chicago D, bro. Like, it, I think yeah, it's no, I... actually 32nd now in DVOA, period. Like, so. Right. Yeah. Well, we might see some Gardner Minshew then. Yeah. You know uh, I mean? yeah I'll probably project him for like a half of, <laughs> yeah. half an attempt or something. That still won't not hurts out of first. But uh, who are you high on? 
Uh, I'm actually high on Deshaun Watson this week. He's my QB 11. I think the UCR is like something like QB 17 right now, um, which doesn't make sense. Um, you know, it is a tougher matchup against the Ravens, but, you know, Watson started to look a lot better last week. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones had his career best game. So I think we we all knew that Watson would probably unlock his upside. Um, and Amari Cooper was limited last week of the hip injury. So I'm assuming he's going to be healthier this week. So that can only help. Uh, it was also the first game having David Joku at his, at his disposal. Uh, he had a great game, ran a route on over 90% of his drop back. So liking what I saw with this offense with Watson, I figured he would need a couple weeks to shake off the rust. So, um, and you know, he ran for 33 yards. I think you said he's probably going to lean on his rushing ability yeah. a bit more. So yeah, he's up there. He's a low end QB one for me. So I'm not sure why the ECR is so low on him. Might be the matchup, but again, I think he can overcome a tougher matchup right now since he's playing well. It's probably just the the hate that people have for Deshaun Watson. Well, probably. A, like, yeah, Fair yeah, enough. Got to factor that in. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, Watson, I'm, I'm – you said, yeah, I'm above consensus. I'm at QB 15, so I'm not as high as you, but mm. I am above consensus. Uh, I do have Brissett getting, like, one attempt just because oh, yeah. they tend to bring him in for no reason each game. Uh, but I do have a lot of respect for that Baltimore D, man. Like that Baltimore D is uh they like they were just messing with Trubisky last game. Like they, like I think every linebacker got a pick. So I'm a little bit scared of that that Baltimore defense, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he throws picks or things like that happen, you know, just gonna turn it into more pass heavy uh game plan. So that's it's kind of part of that. But yeah, Trubisky still end up throwing for 276 yards. Uh, despite three picks, but either way. Uh, I am high on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, I have him at QB 13. He is the QB uh, 19 in consensus. And, hmm. you know, I, as, as long as he's starting, and it's every game could be like his last game. Like, we don't know. So <laughs> I think he's going to come out gunning. And remember, he should get his full receiving core healthy. Uh, for this one, you know, you're going to have Watson and Lazard, obviously, but Dobbs will probably be back. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he practiced a little bit before the bye, but they held him out. And then you'll still have Watson. You'll still have Tere, Cobb uh, in the slot. And uh, so everyone's healthy for Green Bay here. This Rams defense is, it's not terrible, but it's just not great. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, <laughs> they play soft zone. It's just one of those defenses that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to attack. Because yeah. he's going to get the ball out. They're going to play soft zone. He's going to know where to go in coverage each each snap. He's going to read the defense pre-snap. So uh, I actually think Aaron Rodgers can be pretty efficient uh, in this game. And the Rams' run defense is still better than their pass defense. So I don't think Green Bay is going to come out super run heavy uh, in this game. They are a favorite, so it could get you know the game script could go that way. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm at about six spots higher than Roger uh, than consensus on Rodgers. I'm. Uh, about 1.8 touchdowns, which is higher than I've had him most uh, most of the year. Yeah, I didn't realize I'm above consensus as well. Maybe the first time all season <laughs> um, at QB 17. But I think a lot of that is Christian Watson. Um, anytime he completes a pass to him, uh, it could go for a touchdown from anywhere on the field. So I think that that helps elevate Rodgers in the meantime. And Aaron, Aaron Jones, you know, he was banged up uh, heading into the bye. So he should be healthy. So just having him. Uh, closer 100 will only help Rodgers as well. Yeah, it should be a good spot for for the Green Bay offense here. Yeah. Uh, who are you low on? Uh, so I'm low on Tua this week. Um, 
you might be shocked by this, but I have my QB 22 right now. Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, as you saw in person, uh, maybe defenses are starting to figure him out or the scheme out um, and trying to take away the middle of the field. Um, and, you know, Mike McDaniel, Tua are going to have to make adjustments. So this could be a tough spot against the Bills, who probably saw this on film, um, should be able to take away the middle of the field. But more importantly, oh, and also, you know, the Dolphins offense was horrible outside of two huge plays by Tyreek Hill. <laughs> um, but also the, the reason I'm so low on this is this game could see a ton of snow. So once again, I'm getting ahead of the weather report here. Uh, the total is only like at 41 and a half. Uh, normally I'd project these two teams to be closer to 50. Um, so it looks like, you know, the market is already factoring a enough snow at least to impact this game significantly. The Dolphins team total right now, Mm -hmm. is right around 17 and a half. So again, this this kind of goes back to what I was saying uh, against the 49ers, just a lower team total like that. Tua might be able to get there with yards, but uh, you know it's really hard to project him for more than one passing touchdown right now. So a lot of reasons um, to not like him this week, unless they end up moving this game into a dome. Um, then he'll back <laughs> he'll he'll get moved back up in my top 12. But for now, it looks like he's going to be dealing with the elements. Uh, which is probably not ideal for a warm weather team like the Dolphins anyway. Uh, but right now, if you have them, you should start making plans for someone else this week. Yeah, I have him uh, QB 13. He's QB 9 consensus, so I'm lower too. But, yeah, I'm not all the way down at 22 yet. I haven't fully adjusted uh, for the snow. I do have the, so the both teams' projected points uh, pretty low too. But, uh, I have you know, teams probably will run a little bit more if it snows, mm -hmm. so. I haven't adjusted for that yet, so he probably will drop. But yeah, I, I saw him in person. I mean, it was it was just bizarre. He could not like throw an accurate pass. Like it, it was just every time he threw, he was throwing a ball to a spot that the receiver was not. Like it was just it was the darndest thing. Uh, <laughs> he looked he looks kind of rattled. Uh, you know, obviously the you know the all line is starting to give up a lot of pressure, and I yeah. think that's part of it. But it's still bizarre because earlier in the year he was like the best quarterback in the league under pressure. So I don't, I don't, you know, it, it, he might, I don't know if he's hurt. Uh, you know, he, I know he had an, he was on the injury report with an ankle, um, but, or if he's rattled off that San Fran game or what, but he did not look right. And, and I, I watched him for three hours. It just, it just didn't look right. So, well, you got to see Terry kill. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to see Terry kill and Baker Mayfield in the same week. Oh yeah, never, never again. <laughs> it just, uh, yeah. Uh, I am low on Mike White this week. Uh, mm. Yeah, so he's to be thirteen consensus, and you know he's been he's been playing well, and they love him. But this is an outdoor game. Detroit's defense has really gotten a lot better from earlier in the year. You know they were the I think the bottom ranked pass defense, and now a month later, month and a half later, they're up to nineteenth. So. They're, they're more so an average matchup. I don't think this uh, – I don't think – and then Mike White, I don't know if he's fully healthy. He has, He's a big mm. in-game injury risk. So uh, I have him at QB 19. He's QB 13 wow. in consensus. I have him brought 250 yards. I would play him in some DFS tournaments or something like that, but I just don't think you want to start him in a one-quarterback league. You know, that I think that's a little much uh, at this point with, uh, with Mike White. So low on White this week uh, for me. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. And yeah, even if he does suit up, I guess he would be at risk of an in-game injury. I mean, that was a brutal 
hit he took. And I have him QB 14, but I get I get your point. It is it is really close for me in that range. Uh, but in DFS, he is extremely cheap. Uh, so I, I still think he's a good play in tournaments, even though, like you said, the Lions defense has been a lot better. But, you know, they are still vulnerable through the air. So um, it could be a bounce back game for White. But, yeah, I agree. In, in one QB leagues, you know, your standard 12-team league, uh, he's probably a sit this week. And don't forget, the Lions blitz more than pretty much anybody. So they're going to like, – I, I think uh, if they if he does start as expected, uh, yeah. they'll probably try to get the ball out quick, you know, run the ball more. Uh, Cause you can't get this dude hit again. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, I, I just think there's some red flags there. Love, love the, uh, love the player though. Um, all right. What are we doing for the prop? Uh, let's go with Trevor Lawrence passing yards oh, God. against the Cowboys. Um, this always sets the tone for our Jaguars projections. Uh, I got a lot of guys that I like this week on the Jaguars, but it's a tough matchup. Uh, so I have his prop at, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to set it at 252.5. I'll go under. I have it in the high 230s. So (laughs) I thought I was a bit higher. Yeah. I mean, you get into that position where they're down and they have to throw a lot, but uh, I just uh, think that Cowboys defense is really good. I mean, we've seen them run some teams out of the table, out of the uh, arena. And then now it's, it's like they'll probably rebound coming off this weird game against Houston. <laughs> so I don't want any, I don't want any part of the Cowboys, but I don't like Trevor Lawrence is so hard to, uh, I know that's why I want to throw this prop out there. But I, uh, I think he's averaging around 247, right? So yeah, I, I'd, I'd still go under either way. But I have yeah, a, he, a he's usually not, yeah, he's usually in, you know, the high 100s or the high 300s right, right, right. now. Like, no, he's rarely, rarely actually around his median. Uh, but that's that's why I wanted to get uh, this projection out there. Uh, on Convince Me, he was the guy that we we oh. uh, chose to drop <laughs> out for. So, of course, he had a career game. Um, it looked like the toe wasn't really an issue at all. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I just threw it out there. Uh, I didn't care what you picked because this is probably his median. Yeah. And it won't be anywhere near this. But uh, they have a lot of uh, fantasy assets on that offense now, though, with Evan Ingram having a big week, who we will talk about later, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, you know, if I'm going to pick a quarterback to go over and under his median versus the Cowboys defense, I'm going right. to go under. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's jump, jump into running backs. Who are you uh, – who are your top five? So I got um, – Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook with Josh Jacobs and Ramondre Stevenson just missing the cut. Yeah, everyone's uh, – everyone's no one's on by, so. Yep. I have, hurt. Everyone's hurt, too. Right. Um, I have Jonathan Taylor one. Oh, oh Derek, there you go. All yeah, right. I mean, he, listen, he's averaging about 20 – a little over 21 carries. Yeah. And over 70% of the routes uh, in the four games with Saturday. And that's pretty much on his season average, too. So uh, he's kind of back, you know, to what we expected coming into the year. And that Minnesota defense, not really great. So, uh, like, love the volume there. Derrick Henry, number two. And then, yeah, McCaffrey, three. Number four is James Conner. And yes, there we go. <laughs> number five, uh, Josh Jacobs. So Connor's the, I guess, the guy that you don't usually see mm-hmm. in there. But uh, 
you know, he's getting pretty much like he left the we, we talked about this. Oh, he's an in-game injury risk. He leaves the game and still gets uh, a ton of usage uh on that Monday night game. So uh yeah, uh love Connor. This week having about 18 carries and four catches. Nice. 22 touches for James Connor. He's right there with Jacobs uh neck and neck for that fifth spot. And then there is a little drop-off to Eckler, uh Kamara mm. Cook for me. Like about a point. Uh who are you high on? Uh well let's piggyback your James Conner love. Uh, I love him again this week. I'm not quite as high as he's only my RB 12, but I think his consensus is like RB 20 or something crazy. Last yeah, week 18. I was like, yeah, last week I was like plus six or plus eight on him. That was a free win on uh fancy pros, but um, yeah, he's continuing to play at a high level, seeing massive usage. Um, like you said, he had 15 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown caught six passes for 29 yards. Um, and likely to have another run heavy game script with Colt McCoy. Um, you know, unfortunately Kyler Murray's out for the season with the torn ACL, but um, you know, Colt McCoy is more likely to check down to Connor as opposed to scramble like Car- Kyler Murray would. So I think that just sets up for an even bigger game for Connor. Um, they're facing the Broncos, which I don't even know who's starting for them. It could be Wilson. It could be Ripian, but um, you know, I'm expecting a heavy workload again for Connor. So yeah, he's, Definitely a legit RB1 right now, and ECR needs to figure that out ASAP. But uh, And the other guy that I'm high on, he's more of a, a stash for the fantasy playoffs, but it's Jordan Mason. Um, I have him as my RB48, uh, and he looks like he's inheriting most of the entire – like the entire Elijah Mitchell. Um, Ty Davis Price is inactive, uh, and Mason saw 11 carries for 56 yards. Um, so he could be used similarly on a short week. Uh, with Christian McCaffrey banged up, they're you know they have a great matchup against the Seahawks, who have allowed the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Debo's out. Um, even Brock Purdy got banged up, so they could have a very run-heavy game script. I'm not saying to play him this week unless you're extremely desperate, uh, but you know, forward-thinking managers who are already in the playoffs, he's the clear Christian McCaffrey handcuff, uh, which means we're interested in him. They play the Raiders. In week 17. So if McCaffrey were to miss that game, he'd probably be an RB2. Um, so Jordan Mason's a guy I've been stashing in leagues where I can right now. Yeah, I mean, the way the 49ers injury luck is going. True. <laughs> Man. Man. Debo, though, I'm glad he'll be back by like uh, week 17, I think it is. And the playoffs. But, man, I thought that was a season ender for sure. Yeah, I think he did, too, the way he was. Oh, man. He's like, yeah, he was emotional out there. Uh, I am high on Alvin Kamara this week. I have him RB7. He's RB14 in consensus. And this Falcons run defense is not very good. And Kamara has really been struggling. But I think coming off the bye, you know, get everyone getting a little bit healthier all around on that team. I think he'll have a a good game here against this Falcons team that's starting a a rookie quarterback. You know, the game shouldn't get away from the Saints in some negative game script or anything like that. So I think they'll be able to stick with Kamara. And, you know, coming out of the bye, they got to feed him. I mean, they got to take a look at their team and be like, okay, what is wrong? We're not giving the ball to Alvin Kamara enough. And, you know, this Falcons defense is 28th in DVOA uh, against the run. So that's a bottom five run defense. Uh, if they can't get it together here, I don't know when <laughs> they get it together. So, uh, like Kamara and uh, David Montgomery, uh, like him as well. He's my RB 13 uh, against Philadelphia. And you know, that's just a, a matter of, you know, still no Khalil Herbert. 
Darrington Evans is the number two, but Montgomery getting about two thirds of that backfield uh, workload. So uh, like Montgomery to get about 15 carries, about two to three catches. And uh, yeah, it's right outside the top 12 for me there. And then also like with Tavius Murray this week, you know, Boone got hurt. He looks like he's out for the year now. Yeah, You're in a game, a winnable game against this Cardinal team now uh, at home. So I have Murray getting about 15 carries and three catches, about 18 touches, about 75 total yards and, and half a touchdown. So he's a top uh, RB19 for me, and he's like RB31 consensus. But you, you look at the backfield there, and I'm, I'm guessing they call up Devon Ozigbo to be the number three yeah. again. But anyway, you look at it, Murray's got to be getting from like at no fewer than about two-thirds, if not, you know, 75, 80% of the snaps in this backfield. So uh, like Murray as a top 20 back this week. I don't know. Marlon Mack looked pretty spry on that <laughs> 60 yard <laughs> touchdown catch. Yep, but yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Murray's uh, RB 21 for me. He's just surviving all these injuries in the Broncos backfield, it seems. Uh, and I like your Camara call as well. He's in my top 10 and they're going to have to feed him well because Mark Ingram's out yep. uh, for pretty much the rest of the season. So they, they elevated David Johnson, the ghost of David Johnson. So um, they are going to be forced to make Alvin Kamara, Kamara a workhorse, which he already should have been. Uh, and we might also see some more Taysom Hill because of that. But either way, I'm projecting Kamara for a massive workload here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Absolutely. Uh, who are you low on? Uh, so I'm I'm low on J.K. Dobbins. I have him RB33. He's RB22 right now in ECR. And, um, I mean, it's a great matchup against the Browns. He went off last week, uh, 15 carries. I think it was 120 yards. But he didn't look 100%. I'm sure you saw his touchdown run where he was just basically hobbling the whole way there. Um, but it, we've kind of seen this with the Ravens running backs this year. They have a good game. They kind of get banged up and then they limit them the next week. I, I wonder if we could see that this week. I mean, they have a ton of running backs there. Um, so he might not see a full workload this week. Again, this is a projection, a ranking that could change as we learn more throughout the week. But um, they could have Anthony Brown under center this week, which could hurt because uh, Dobbins does need a positive game script. He's not going to give you much in the way of receptions. So it, he's going to have to lean on his uh, just volume on the ground and touchdown upside. So if Anthony Brown is starting, that hurts both of those. Um, plus, I don't think Dobbins is 100% right now. So, you know, he's still a you know good RB3 flex play, but I mean, pump the brakes on a low-end RB2 with him right now, um, despite having a good game last week. Um, and I'm also low on Najee Harris right now um, against the Panthers. You know, he's my RB26. The consensus is RB19, but this could just be a low-volume game for the Steelers in general, you know, the Panthers are just an extreme run heavy team. I think they ran it again, like 48 times oh, yeah. last week. So they're just going to just dominate time of possession. If they can do that again here. Um, and Najee has had three games in a row uh, with a sub 45% routes run rate. Jalen Warren is, you know, basically they're, they're passing down back or at least eating into it enough 
where Harris, you just can't project him for more than two receptions right now. So with the Steelers having a low team total of only 18, uh, probably going to have Mitch Trubisky on her center. You know, there's a lot of reasons to, you know, project Harris closer to his floor this week. Um, so he's a high end RB three flex, but again, no teams are on a buy this week. So I don't know why you would have him as a mid range RB two, just based on this matchup, the situation his usage recently. Um, you know, he, he gets a downgrade for me this week. Yeah, I'm I'm lower than consensus. I'm at 21, um, but I do have him higher. Mm-hmm. I'm about 14 and a half carries, 58 yards, 2.3 catches for 14. So he's, yeah, he's just kind of chilling in there in that <laughs> low end RB2 range. But, Which isn't uh, good because uh, he was drafted, what, in the top 10 at running yeah. back? Top five? Yep. So he's he's kind of just been living in this RB2 territory. Definitely a bust this year. Yeah, it's, un- it's unfortunate. Uh, I am low on... Ezekiel Elliott this week. Um, I have him RB26. He's RB16 consensus. And first of all, Jacksonville's run defense is better than their pass defense. So, uh, you know, their run defense is 16th in DVOA. Their pass defense is 30. But Zeke is only playing about 50% of the snaps. He played 49% of the snaps against the Texans and kind of bailed everyone out with that that late uh, touchdown, which easily could have been a passing touchdown and gone to somebody else. So, you know, he's a little bit more touchdown dependent now uh, that he is, you know, Pollard's getting more usage. So uh, I have Zeke about 10 spots lower than consensus. I'm lower on both of the Lions running backs against the Jets. You know, the Lions just haven't been as high scoring outdoors. They're averaging, you know, well over 30 points per game in Detroit, but outdoors they're averaging under 20 points a game. And, you know, Swift, he didn't see as much usage as as he did two weeks ago. But he's still seeing a little bit more usage than he had been, uh, you know, early, a few, you know, prior to that when he returned. So Williams is kind of getting cut into, and Justin Jackson is still being involved as well. Craig Reynolds also was designated to return. So it's just a backfield where uh, it, it's a pretty much a, at least a three-way committee, and now you're going on a road against a, one of the better defenses in the league in the New York Jets. They are number six overall and number nine against the run. So yeah, mm. just, a, just a tough matchup, I think, for these lines. So I have Williams 29 and Swift 30, whereas consensus has Williams 24 and Swift 25. So I have both of them. They're more squarely RB3s for me, whereas yeah. consensus is more, you know, low-end RB2. But yeah, I, I know people are just fed up with Swift, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to be a little lower on. My, myself included. Yeah. Uh, where, where did you have Zeke ranked again? Two six, 26. Oh, wow. And then where do you have Pollard? Pollard, 17. Okay, yeah, I have, I have him uh, RB15. I think that was the only prop I beat you with last week was the uh, Pollard yep, minus yep, five yep. and a half. Yeah. Uh, but how crazy is that? Both ended up inside my top 12. I, I think they were in the ECR top 12. I don't think that's ever happened where we've had two running backs on the same team be ranked as RB1s. I can't imagine. Yeah, that's, that's a and they. <laughs> and they both finish in the top 12, which is okay. even crazier. But, uh, yeah, that was crazy last week. Um, and they, they both hit. But right now, Pollard is clearly the better back in yeah. fantasy and real life. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, as long as they're splitting snaps, you know, Pollard yeah. is the more efficient back. So, I think he has to be ranked higher. And, yeah, Zeke is just, you know, if he doesn't get a touchdown, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be. Yeah, and then anytime Zeke misses, Pollard's going to be a clear top three back. Without yeah. a doubt, maybe the RB one. 
Yeah, so it's uh, you know, this is not the Texans matchup this week. So yeah, still still <laughs> top twenty six for me, both of them, but not yeah. top twelve or yeah, everything were last week. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, prop. Ah, oh, actually, I got one. Simple. Damian Pierce is out. Who's gonna have more, <laughs> more half PPR points? Uh, oh, Dare Agunbowale or Rex Burkett? Oh my God! <laughs> um, People want to know. Ooh, can I go with uh, Jared Dokes for five to one odds? Um, <laughs> nope, got to be a lean. <laughs> that is a good one because that's that's the only backfield I, I I put the least amount of time in that backfield already. Uh, <laughs> Burkhead's been banged up. I'll I'll go Dare. Okay, why yeah, not? I have Dare for now. I have Dare. <laughs> I had them splitting. Uh, snaps exactly evenly because I don't know either. But Dare, I have him just a little bit more efficient, so I have him RB thirty eight and Burkett RB forty one right now. So I would go. I would have gone Dare to have him like a uh, you know, five points. Yeah, last week he like quadrupled his routes run rate. But again, I think Burkhead was banged up. Um, but yeah, I think I think Dare is the way to go here. So yeah, give me Dare. That's a great prop though. A hair, uh, you know, a terrible one, but great prop nonetheless. <laughs> I know, right? It's I mean, no, I'm I'm really baffled as to how to. It's like too bad they cut like you know, Homer Benjamin. versus Tony Jones. Yeah, like why did <laughs> yeah. they, why did like, they cut Tony Jones? I don't know. Oh man, you know, not Tony Jones. Why did they cut you know Benjamin right when Damian Pierce is going to miss? Yeah, him? no, it made it even worse. Maybe they should have picked up Daryl Henderson. <laughs> oh yeah, well they can right? Like he's yeah, still available. He got cut too. Yeah, he got cut. Well, yeah, he's week he's, before. He's unemployed right now. He Yeah, he, both of them got home. picked up by a new team or traded, whatever it was, and then cut. It's it's like it's in the weird. Maybe they can uh get James probably James Robinson away from the Jets. They don't want him either. Right, yeah. But yeah, give us somebody. This is impossible right now. <laughs> I mean, actually James Robinson might be the next one to just be released after being traded. I well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he he might be available soon. But yeah, that like can't trust either of these backs right now, unfortunately. Uh, receiver top five. Um, so I got Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jamar Chase. I got Jefferson, Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, and C.D. Lamb. Where do you have uh, Garrett Wilson? Eight. Okay, yeah, he just missed my top five. Yeah, he's uh, he just jumped Amon Ra this week, so he's uh, damn. Yeah, man. He's arrived. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, I finally get to say this guy's name in my high on section, and it's Drake London. Uh, because, well, he's my wide receiver 33 against the Saints, but this is the moment I've been waiting for. Um, not that Desmond Ritter will be, you know, a top 30 quarterback or anything like that, but he will be better than Marcus Mariota. Um, and he's, he's a pretty good rushing quarterback, but – He's likely going to scramble less than Marcus Mariota. So we should just get more passing volume overall, better targets to London, more targets to London potentially. Um, and London, you know, he flashes upside heading into the bye. He caught a, uh, he had a six catch game for 95 yards. Um, that's what I wanted to see out of him. So I, I'm viewing Drake London as a, you know, a low end wide receiver three here coming out of the bye. Um, I think they're going to have Ritter ready to go. Um, and I think he'll look a lot better than Mariota. And again, more passing volume. That's really been the thing holding back 
London and all the other pass catchers, but uh, he is his clear top target. So I think we can safely plug him in as a uh, wide receiver three now. Um, and then the other guy is Michael Pittman. Um, you know, I have him wide receiver 20. I think ECR is like something like wide receiver 28. Uh, that is way too low. He's he's coming off a bad game, uh, two catches for 16 yards, but that was against Dallas uh, before the bye week. So that was a tough matchup. But this week should bounce back against a pretty bad Vikings defense. You know, they're ranked 27th in DVOA uh, against the past. This should be a pass-heavy game script for the Colts as well. So uh, Pittman's back in the mid-range wide receiver two range for me. Yeah, I love Pittman as well. I have him uh, wide receiver 21, uh, so I'm right there with you. And that Vikings defense is 26 in DVOA against number one receivers. They're not a very good defense, uh, are the Vikings. Yeah, that Jamison Williams, Williams touchdown, just Woo! wide open. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wasn't – no one was around him. <laughs> okay, the first guy I'm high on is uh, for a deeper league, but Tutu Atwell. I have him wide receiver 48, and he's wide receiver 81 consensus. I don't know why people keep ranking him so low. Uh, you know, we we both watched him. Uh, he was he was Baker Mayfield was going to him early and often, and his route rate has jumped from you know 47 to 51 to 63 percent over the last three weeks. And he's one of these guys who you know he could do it multiple ways. He he has a high target per route run at 27 percent, but he also has a super high a dot. So uh, which is it's over 20 it's 21 22 yards this is ADOT and then mm-hmm. he's getting targeted about 27 percent of the time when he runs around and his routes are going are increasing every game so uh you know he could have a, a blow-up game at any point here and you know if the Packers are able to put up some points uh, I think you might see that and he also is probably good for a, a rush attempt every game mm-hmm. too okay. so uh yeah I have a 33 spot difference so I just had to mention him uh, as uh as somebody I'm high on uh, in that same game, I also like Christian Watson. Uh, I have him, you know, he inside the top 20. He's running a route over 90% of the time now, which is, I, I think, you know, what we wanted to see. And so even if he's not getting the, the touchdown every game, he's usually getting a rush attempt. He's running a route over 90% of the time. And this is a pretty good matchup for uh, Green Bay. So like Watson uh, yet again this nice. week. All right, who are you low on? Let's see. I, I am low on DeAndre Hopkins, actually. Um, I kind of laughed when I saw my initial rank for him. It's wide receiver 19. Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, you're still playing him, obviously. But, you know, with Colt McCoy under center, uh, this is a tougher matchup against the Broncos. Plus, you know, Holly, Hollywood Brown is back, you know, commanding his own, you know, target share. Rondell Moore could return this week. Um, he always commands targets when he's on the field, even if it's a limited role. That could eat into Hopkins' target share. Um, plus, you know, Robbie Anderson uh, was playing pretty well and commanding targets. And, well, Trey McBride isn't exactly Zach Ertz in this offense. Um, he is playing a lot better. So I think his his target share is only going to go up. So this is all just coming at the expense of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I still think he's going to have a good game, but um, I don't think we can be projecting him in our top five or even top ten uh, this week. So he's, he's more of a mid-range wide receiver to – option this week i would just lower my expectations is all um and then brandon Ayuk, i'm low on him again this week of course he was able to cash in with a two catch 57 yard game with a touchdown on his three targets last week but <laughs> i still think he is going to be the player uh who, who sees the biggest decrease with purdy under center um and now you know debo's out um obviously you know that that could benefit Ayuk in terms of targets 
But, you know, Brock Purdy's banged up. This is a matchup against the Seahawks where they could just lean on the run a lot more. Um, and, you know, Ayuk will probably face uh, Tariq Wollin quite a bit here. Um, so that that could be a really tough matchup for Ayuk. And again, like, he, he just has a lower floor than I think people realize. So he's just, a, you know, low end, or I should say high end wide receiver three option with a low floor. You, you still have to play him if he's your best option. Um, it's just, yeah, he's going to have to do a lot on fewer targets uh, going forward. Yeah, you know, it's that, I mean, that 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 San Francisco team is just, you know, they're going to run the ball. So, you know, a guy who's getting three targets, he's going to be efficient usually, usually is. But yeah, at some point, it's not going to happen for him. Uh, I am low on Gabe Davis, our boy. How dare you? I know, man. I've been low on him a lot. I know. It's, (laughs) you know, it's this Bills team is running a little bit more. They're running fun design runs about 40% of the time these days, last five games or so after doing so about 33% of the time over the first eight. And that's kind of cutting into Davis because he's out there almost every snap. But if the, the passing you know, attempts are going down. That's going to cut into him. So I have him at wide receiver 35 and he's 29 consensus. So about six spots lower there. And uh, another one is DJ Chark. Uh, I, you know, I love what Chark's been doing. I still have him projected to be out there 90% of the time, but tough again, Lions scored not nearly as much on the road as they do at home. And even, that's kind of reflected in their team total. This week it's around 22, whereas these last few weeks it's it's been closer to 30. So you know the touchdown odds go down, and we don't know exactly as Jamison Williams gets more integrated into this offense, who is he going to cut into? You know, is it going to be all Reynolds, or is it going to be a little bit of Chark, a little bit of Reynolds? You know, we we don't really know that, so there is some uncertainty there. So I don't think you want to go. I know Chark's been been doing really well these last couple of weeks, but. I just think there's a lot, uh, you know, there's a low floor for for Chark. I guess I'll I'll, I'll put it that way. So uh, yeah, he is my wide receiver fifty, and he, Ooh, damn. he is forty three consensus. So yeah, uh, about seven spots lower. But again, you know, there's nobody on by, so there's just a lot of yeah. players that I think have higher floors in that range. Whereas you know, I mean, if Chark goes from ninety percent to let's say even seventy five percent, that's a big difference mm-hmm. when you're talking about nobody on buying you know 32 teams wide receivers out there so uh yeah i think we should be a little bit cautious this week and those jets cornerbacks you know yep. <laughs> he's gonna play outside he's not really going in a slot a ton so you know you're gonna you're either gonna get lost in the sauce or you're gonna get dj reed <laughs> exactly yeah, tough matchup so yeah just i think this is the week to jump off uh chark and wait yeah and mac hollins i'm low on him as well you know tying him last week but and we watched him just like I think he had forty yards on three rushes. <laughs> yeah, wait, you're not projecting for like three or four carries this week? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Just oh. uh, season average, like about point three, you know. But uh, again, just a lot of teams on uh, nobody on by, so just a lot of receivers yeah. in the mix in that you know wide receiver three four mix. So I have him wide receiver fifty two. He's forty five consensus. Uh, and you know, you know, we know we don't know. You could get a Waller and or Renfro back as well, which would also cut into his target share uh, a little bit. So, uh, just another guy that I, I don't think the floor is as high as it's been in recent weeks. And you're playing the Patriots, which is always a pretty tough matchup. Yeah. Uh, well, not to pile on, you know, our boy Gabe Davis, but I think you know he would clearly be impacted if the game has yeah. a ton of snow. 
Um, and plus, you know, since Josh Allen uh, injured his elbow in week nine, I don't think he's ever going to be 100% this year. Uh, I bet it's going to bug him the rest of the season. Um, you know, I think that's kind of just limited the offense overall, but also, you know, his connection with Gabe Davis because he's his downfield threat. So, yeah, I have Gabe Davis really low. I, I hate to say it, but he's my wide receiver 38. Ooh, um, so I, me. Yeah. Well, I'm really juicing up this uh, snow game, so <laughs> I, I'm trying to get ahead of the curve. I think ECR will probably be there by the end of the week again if they don't move to Detroit or somewhere indoors. Uh, but I think he, unfortunately, would be the the most impacted uh, by the snow. I mean, this is the NFL. We can't just move every snow game indoors. Like I think I know, I think, right? I think that was just like it was a really bad snowstorm. Is it going to be that bad this time, or is it just like a normal? So, oh, I think it's going to be pretty bad. Oh, man. So, um, <sighs> and it's on Saturday, too. So, uh, we'll at least know what's going on sooner yeah. than later. But, um, yeah, it's supposed to supposed to hit Saturday. All right, what are we doing for the prop? Uh, Got to go with Drake London here. So, how many receiving yards will he have against the Saints this week with Desmond Ritter under center? Um, I have his prop at uh, 44 and a half. What do you got? <laughs> uh I have 45. Okay, so over. Um, <laughs> um how many yards are you projecting for Ritter? That is a good question. Let's work backwards here. I have Ritter 153. Oh, do you have Mariota playing at all? Like no, no. That's no. that's a hundred percent of the snaps for Ritter. Yeah, yeah, I just have him running a ton. Like I I mean it's still yeah. it's still a rookie uh quarterback you know in his first start so i still have the falcons pretty run heavy uh so yeah, yeah i don't i don't have him doing much having 15 completions uh but yeah i have i have london at 45 but that's his average so i gotta go under okay i'm a little bit higher than you i'm throwing for at least you know 170 yards okay. Okay. nothing crazy uh yeah i just i'm not projecting for like 250 uh but certainly certainly a little bit higher than mariota yeah, I see it. I mean, I might might bump him up a little, but I mean, that's not going to change London that much. It'll just right. Yeah, yeah you're giving up. London a pretty high uh, target share at that number. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, no pits. You know, he's yeah. that. Yeah, that's where he kind of uh, stands out is he's his target share. So he has a ton yeah. of upside. Uh, good, interesting DFS play. Uh, okay, tight end, top five. Wild top five this week, just wild. Uh, I have Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. T.J. Hawkinson again. Mark Andrews is number three. Uh, then I have David Joku and Evan Ingram as my uh, four and five Ooh, to close it out. I see. Uh, yeah, I have Kelsey, Hawkinson, Andrews, Schultz, and Kittle. So not as, wow. not as, not as crazy, <laughs> you know, kind of same. I mean, Debo's out, so Kittle does get a little bit of bump, yeah. even though, you know, the Niners passing game is in shambles. <laughs> and then you know Fryermuth, you know he's I know he's a little banged up, so he would yeah. he would probably get up in there uh, to number five at least. Um, but yeah, he's banged up, so we'll have to see about that. But I do like Schultz. I mean that Jaguar, you know, talked about that on convincingly yeah. Austin Hooper, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they, the Jaguars gave up a ton of yards uh, to Hooper, and they also gave up uh, the touchdown to Chico Conquo. So that 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 defense, mm-hmm. they just haven't been able to really contain tight ends. They are now dead last in DVOA against tight ends after 14 weeks. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going I'm to keep Schultz up in, uh, up in my top five. All right. Who are you high on? Um, so hi, I'm high on Evan Ingram. He's my tight end five and I've been waiting for this breakout. Um, and boy, did it come, you know, 11 catches, 
162 yards, two touchdowns against the Titans. Um, he had a nice stretch weeks five through eight. He was the tight end six. And I was saying, you know, he's a good streaming option, whatever. And then he fell off, you know, a cliff. Uh, I think, you know, his he's struggled with consistency. That could have been more of a Trevor Lawrence thing, if anything. Uh, so with Trevor Lawrence, you know, in the middle of a breakout, um, I think that just elevates Ingram, obviously. But, you know, he's run over an 80% routes run rate in four straight games. Um, and, you know, his target share obviously went up after last game. But I think we can we can safely project him from four and a half to five catches this week and going forward. So just given the tight end landscape, you know, outside of the top three, it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, that, that's what makes Evan Ingram a top five option. Um, and just real quick, David Joku, he's inside my top five as well, just because he cleared a 90% routes run rate. Um, and with Deshaun Watson under center, you know, that's going to help unlock his ceiling. Plus, Amari Cooper's a little banged up. So if he's limited again this week, that's only going to benefit Joku. So he just sneaks in my top five, just based on his underlying usage and the, the routes run rate, again, over 90% last week. Yeah, no, I, I like Njoku. He looks really good, uh, yeah. you know, coming back. He always looks really good when he gets playing yeah, time. That, that is that is. <laughs> uh, I am high on... Sounds like you're high on Dalton Schultz. What, what's his ECR? No, his ECR is four. Oh, his ECR, ECR is four? ECR is exactly uh-huh. the same as I have, actually, except oh. <laughs> it's uh, they have ECR has Andrews two still and Hawkinson three, but everyone else. Oh, they're wrong with that, but <laughs> I'm high on Taysom Hill. Uh, that which is so risky, but again, this tight end landscape after these top you know seven or eight guys, you know, I have Taysom Hill as my tight end nine, and uh, he is tight end fourteen consensus. Uh, you know, kind of mentioned it, but Ingram's out. So I think he's going to be involved in the run game, get, you know, at least five to six carries. And then, uh, you know, the Falcons are giving up the most schedule adjusted targets per game to tight ends at 8.3. So I think, you know, even if Juwan Johnson comes back, I still think Hill uh, is a good bet to get, you know, maybe a catch catch or two here. And uh, he did get loose for a touchdown, I believe, in the last, <laughs> in the last game. Yeah. So. Yeah, just a lot of ways for him to score. And I do think coming out of the bye, they should have a nice little little package for him. Uh, so like Taysom as a, as a top 10 tight end this week. Yep, love it. He's my tight end six. Oh, oh okay. Uh, how could you I, How could you ooh, not have him near your yeah, top five? I, I mean, at this point. I was, yeah, I still got Kittle there. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Not going to argue about with that. Low on. Uh, so I'm I'm low on Dawson Knox. Um, he's my tight end 15, um, and he's he's always a fringe tight end one, tight end two option. Uh, and he's coming off a really good game usage wise. He had a 94% routes run rate, uh, but he only went you know four catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. Unfortunately, that's that's sort of a ceiling game for him. So again, with the snow game uh, coming up this week, just want to lower expectations. Um, so if you're planning on using Knox this week, uh, I would I would look elsewhere. Uh, and, the, you know, the Bills team total is only 25, which is low for them. So a tight end like Knox that kind of leans on, um, you know, his touchdown upside, that could be lowered a bit this week, again, with the lower scoring environment. So um, he, he's outside in my top 12 this week. Um, and I would look to to stream somebody else if, if you're leaning on him. Yeah, he's been, you know, it's been pretty inconsistent this year. He. You know, him and Gabe Davis have really kind of yeah. gotten hurt by the Bills. Uh, you know, maybe, like you said, maybe it's the injury. Maybe it's just, uh, you know, Josh Allen is also just getting very sloppy at times, especially mm-hmm. in the red zone. And I just wonder if they're running a little more to kind of curtail some of that. I mean, it all could also be related to the injury. But either way, 
uh, yeah, the consistency had just hasn't been there, even though he did get that whipping uh, touchdown into the end zone. <laughs> Pretty cool last uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, I am low on. Who am I low on? Huh. I'm very consensus out. Uh, <laughs> I'm low on Gerald Everett this week. Uh, I have him as a tight end 13. He is the tight end nine consensus. Wow. So I have him more of a, as a fringe tight end one. And it's, you know, it's not really like the matchup is fine. Uh, maybe even a positive matchup, but we have to remember that for the first time, pretty much all season, Justin Herbert is going to have a healthy Keenan Williams, Palmer, uh, and Eckler still there. So Everett now is pretty much the fourth or fifth target uh, in that offense. Whereas most of the year he's been, you know, two, three, uh, you know, I think Mike Williams's route participation rate will go up. It was 73% in his first game back. He's usually around, you know, 80 to 90%. So, you know, he's, he's going to command a high target share. Keenan Allen's running around about 90, 95% of the time. He's going to command a high target share. And then Eckler, obviously we know is going to command a high target share. So you're really kind of fighting for scraps with, with Joshua Palmer here who, you know, is playing even more than, than Everett. Everett's running around about 62% of the time, uh, and Palmer was at 80% last game. And, you know, even if Williams bumps up, I think Palmer can still stay in that 80% range. So, uh, yeah, Everett may very well just be that number five option uh, for the Chargers. So, again, can still hit, but it's kind of a fringe start for me. I, I think the floor is low. I, I would like to get, you know, an Evan Ingram, a Dulcich, a Joku, somebody like that. Uh, over Gerald Everett this week. Yeah, no, I, I like that call. And the, the reason he was a top 10, even top five tight end at times this year was because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were out. Yeah. Um, and also just to make matters worse, you know, Donald Parham could return this week um, and they love getting him involved in the red zone. So even he could kind of eat into potential end zone targets for Everett as well. So yeah, he's, uh, he's tight end 12 for me, but certainly uh, his floor is much, much lower now. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Tight end prop. Let's go with our boy, Chigo Conquo. Nice. I think a lot of people are, you know, probably the first round of the playoffs for a lot of people. Conquo's coming on strong. His route participation rate's been around 55% the last two games, which is up from, you know, pretty much double what his season average is almost. So uh, I'm going to set his line against the Chargers at 28 and a half. Oh man. Um, that is a good line. I'll, I'll go with his over though. Okay. Um, you know, he, he probably has a wide range of outcomes still. Um, and I kind of mentioned that in our waivers piece is, um, he's actually established a pretty good floor. Uh, if he can just run between 50 and 60% of routes run, he's commanding a big enough target share. I mean, considering the tight end position right now to have low end tight end one value. The, the only thing we're not sure of is his ceiling. So that that's a player I definitely want to invest in. Um, I I think his playing time will only go up going forward. So give me the over. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good call. Um, he you know obviously a volatile guy. Titans you yeah. never kind of know what they're gonna do passing wise. You know they could run it fifty times, but <laughs> well they've been trying uh, and they they've lost three games in a row. So and that's not Aquanku's fault. Uh, just with the wide receivers decimated, I think that just that make makes sense for them to use them even more, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, where do you have him ranked, by the way? Uh, seventeen. Same. Yeah. So you but know, I would 
I would start him over a few of the guys over him, like Conklin, Higby. I would start him over those guys. Then you got to rank him higher. Right? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to project median because then people will use this in our player prop tool. You know, there's a lot of different things going on with these projections. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, like, I I kind of would start guys as I have him ranked. Though. Like, I'll, I'll mess with those projections. But, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think he's... Like consensus is tied in 13. I think that's a little like consensus has oh. a some above uh Conklin. Like I he just like tight end is all about routes. Yeah. And that's the one thing with him is, you know, I mean, he, at least Taysom's getting some rush attempts. Conklin, Higby, Henry, those guys, they get more routes. So uh, yeah, I think I think 17 is probably the right ranking for him. Yeah. But um, yeah, his just ceiling is very, very high just because he's so explosive. Yeah, like if you're an underdog this week, yeah, I would lean him because of his his really unknown ceiling. Yep. All right, that is going to wrap it up for the Week 15 NFL Player Projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode out now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. And if you're in a betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here on the Action Network podcast channel. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyWebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. Find me on Twitter at Chris Raybon. And find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.